Rochelle. Hi, Bridget. This episode, we're going to talk about what are the things that are going on in our lives. It's kind of like maybe this might be like, yeah, sort of, kind of. Life, less, life, less. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm Rochelle. I'm Bridget. This is, yeah, sort of, kind of. Uh, yeah, episode 19. Mm. Uh, and this episode's going to be a little different because we have a guest for the first time in the history of Yasorda Gaida. Yes. Yes. Uh, Paige Elias, a friend of mine since forever and ago. She's a certified hypnotist. Mm-hmm. And we thought she could talk to us about all things unconscious and conscious and just cool stuff in general. So, <laughs> yeah, we want to pick her brain about brains. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm a dork. Um, Without further ado, let's get into it. (laughs) There we go. Paige Elias, very, very stoked to have you here. Where are you right now in our great world? I am in St. Louis, Missouri. Ah, Missouri. Is that where you you and Michelle, (laughs) did you guys meet in Missouri originally? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. We did. Okay. Paige was one of those friends that I talk about, core friends, where we met. I was working at a Talent Plus at the time, and she came in to audition, I guess, or I was interviewing yeah. you or something. And we were just like, hey, you're familiar. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, we just clicked, and we have been friends yeah. ever since. Like, felt like we knew each other since, you know, we've known each other since what? Dirt was new 19. and wheels were square. No, if that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall's yeah. like, don't literally say when. We're, we're 83. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we look really good, don't we? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Zip. Filter, filter, filter. <laughs> exactly. And then fast forward to uh, some undetermined amount of time. Yeah. We <laughs> all three were in acting uh-huh. class together, and that's how I met Paige. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, our friendship doesn't shine a candle on yours the two of you you guys go go way back so dirt was new and wheels were square (laughs) as i I said an old thing that's pretty good pretty good alliteration don't you (laughs) forever forever and other than the fact that you're so cool and we really enjoy you one of the reasons why (laughs) we wanted to have you on today (laughs) was because we really wanted to pick your brain about um your experience as a hypnotist lately we've been Mm -hmm kind of exploring like the unconscious and the subconscious and topics like that and even weirder things like sleep paralysis and those different brain yeah. states and I feel like you'd be a really good resource to help us better understand some of those mm-hmm. things yeah so well, all the good stuff happens at that subconscious level that's when mm. it gets really juicy and exciting and interesting and all the changes that you want to make in your life can occur mm-hmm. all the weirdness what do you uh, what do you what do you think brought you to hypnotism like what what interested you what how did you get into it I was going through a time in my life that was really tough my mom had just died I'd taken care of her for a long Mm. time while she was sick and I had just gone through an abusive you know marriage all that kind of stuff so I came back to St. Louis kind of broken and was Mm. just looking for something trying to figure out a way to make myself you know, feel whole again. And I saw my mentors, Don and Drew Ferguson, at Pathways Bookstore. Marshall, you probably know it in I South remember. St. Louis. That's the best. It's such bookstore. a great place. It's the mm-hmm. best place. And they were giving a little demonstration of what hypnosis can do. And Don was talking about the uh, 
the itty bitty shitty committee in your brain, you know, and I, it just cracked me up. And I, I was like, this, this is something I want to, you know, I want to follow and pursue because it was like offering a way to help you tap into what is making you tick and what you're doing to self-sabotage mm-hmm. your life in a yep. way where, yeah, it was just fascinating. So I kind of did it more as I was just needing somewhere to go. I felt lost and then fell in love with it. You're really so, good at it. So you actually had an experience, experience receiving this and then was like, wow, this is so life-changing. I want to help other people with this. That's Definitely. amazing. I love yeah. that. Right? Love that. Yeah. Uh, it just felt, it's like, like natural. You know, like when we met, you just, mm-hmm. it's like we've known each other forever. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, sometimes in your life when you're given those opportunities, when something either is so intriguing that you can't turn away or it just clicks, mm-hmm. you know, embrace it and you go with it. And that's, that's what hypnosis has done for me. You know, uh, <laughs> what I think is interesting, I was listening to um, a TED talk about hypnosis and the unconscious and all of this stuff. And it's interesting, A, to listen to how they can try, some, certain scientific people try to explain stuff away, you know, and you're like, but it leaves out for what is so, I guess what I want to say is what I thought was really fascinating was how they say so many people go through their life without really knowing themselves. Mm. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that learning what makes you tick or why do I do these things? Why do I react the way I react? And that, that's something Bridget and I always talk about. We thought everybody tried to do that and they don't Ooh, <laughs> necessarily. Oh, like, like be the best version of themselves. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of or understand, yeah. you know, conditioned responses, uh, Paige, what you were saying, I went through a similar thing where I wanted to understand why is it so hard for me, for example, in my case to break up with someone when I know I should be out of this relationship or why, mm-hmm. or why do we react? What, what triggers these responses that we have? They're like conditioned responses. And I was reading that hypnosis can actually help you figure that out, you know, in some ways. if it, Well, just, help you figure out, but I, it, it sounds like reprogram re- exactly. that Exactly. That's, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like flip the script to something that's going to be more um, beneficial instead of like, what did you say? The itty bitty shitty committee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so true. Yeah. We have that. What was well, that? Think All about as an voices. actor. Well, you think yeah. as an actor, you know, the core, your motivation is so core as an actor. And as a human, your motivation is too. And your motivation mm-hmm. that we are on autopilot with for most of our lives is from our programming, from when we were kids, when we were yeah. little. You know, the experiences right. that happened, the things that were said to us. You know, if you think mm-hmm. about as a child, the people who are most prevalent in your life are your parents, your mm-hmm. teachers you know, um, the other school kids around you. And so even one simple thing that someone could have said to you in a critical way could stick with you the rest of your life, you know? Yeah, and you, and and you so, don't even, oh, I'm yeah, sorry, go ahead. You go don't ahead. even realize it. Well, you just don't realize yeah. it, but you live your life kind of chained to that, to either an altered idea of yourself because of something someone has said to you, mm-hmm. you know, that, and I just see so many people never living up to their full potential because they're just so trapped and so whatever you can find, whatever, whatever modality or method you can find to kind of get yourself unstuck. You know, that's, that's where the beauty of it is. Mm. What a great way to put that though. Get yourself unstuck. Get Get yourself unstuck. unstuck. That's what, that's what I was reading is that a lot of people, you don't even realize what the patterns we've (laughs) seen as children 
What just happened? I just did this because I was like, get yourself unstuck could be the name of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hypnosis. Get yourself unstuck. (laughs) I like that. I like that. This is Um, my brain's rolling. I I was seeing, I mean, I read something where this woman was saying you don't realize the patterns that you saw as a child, that become your own, that as a Mm -hmm. child perhaps you saw your parents... um, because they had a really stressful day, they would come home and make a stiff drink, got in a car wreck. They would come home and make a stiff drink to calm their nerves, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. If they went out into public, they had to have a drink. And that as a child, you start to think when you're nine years old and that's what you see. Oh, that must be what you do to unwind. Oh, that must be what you do Mm -hmm. when you go out in public. And then as an adult, you find yourself doing that. Or Mm -hmm. another example that this person was talking about was she realized that she was believing that men have to take out the trash. And so when she first started living with her husband, you know, she's like, that trash just built up for a month. And she was like, I was like, God, when is he going to take this trash out? So she confronted him and he was like, why do I have to take it out? If you see it. <laughs> you've got legs, you've got arms. You can yeah, exactly. And then she was like, whoa, I just bought in. And she goes, and I'm a feminist. You know, and I bought into the fact that right. men take out the trash. And I realized I kind of did that, too, for a while. (laughs) I was like, but, you know, not that I wouldn't take it out, but I would maybe wait longer to take it out, you know, just to see if Tommy would take it out. And, you know, that's a conditioned thing. That's just fascinating to me. Yeah, I call them the stories you tell yourself. Yeah. Because those stories are your reality. If Mm -hmm. you grow up and what you see is your normal, Mm -hmm. how do you know that anything else until you get out and you experience things and you're going through your life and something's not working and you keep doing the same thing over and over, you know, nailing jello to a tree, hitting that brick wall. Mm-hmm. It's because of the stories you're telling yourself. And sometimes the stories just have to be revamped. And it's, it's, it sounds like a simple, easy thing to do, but so many people's identities are mm-hmm. tied up in their stories of themselves. And those stories were created by what their parents were telling them, you know, what another right. kid was telling them. And getting that mm-hmm. out of your head, that's, you know, it's like a freedom. It's a true freedom when you can finally just live more authentically because you're really listening to what's real inside of you, not just what everyone's told you what you're supposed to be or told you what your weaknesses are. You know, you figure out what your strengths are. I'm not necessarily clumsy just because my mom always said, oh, yes, Grace. No, I'm very graceful. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's how you reframe things and how you... Mm-hmm. how you revamp your life and how you choose to move forward in your life choice though that's so uh, we always talk about choice mm-hmm. and I, that it's it's so true it's what do you choose how do you choose to look at life or what do you choose to do um how do you choose to react mm-hmm. you know because that's you, the only thing you can control is how you choose to react yeah and it's hard to do when you're caught up in it oh yeah mm-hmm. i'd love to ask um so say I was to come to you and I was like, hey, I really need help flipping the script for blah, 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 blah. So say you're going to take me through um, a hypnosis session. I'm really curious, what part of my mind are you accessing in that moment? Mm-hmm. Just your subconscious. My subconscious. And actually, you know, I think the best thing to say is that, oh, just hit something. I'm not, <laughs> Story I'm not of our doing life. it. I, <laughs> I'm not the one doing it. You're the one doing it because all hypnosis is truly self-hypnosis. I'm facilitating it, but you're the one doing the work. So you're sort of guiding us through. I'm just guiding you through, but it's all you. 
you're doing the work. I'm putting you into a state of heightened suggestibility in that subconscious state. Mm-hmm. And then that's where those, that's where then all the good stuff happens and where the good things land and stick. And then as you move forward into your conscious life, you've got all that percolating, all of that, you know, boiling to the surface. And that's what becomes uh, your, your, uh, your tools for change. Do you have any like um, success stories you can think of? I I know you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know how careful you have to be about sharing anything, but do you have any story that Spill you could it. share? <laughs> well, one of my favorite ones is this is one actually that Don and Drew told me about, and it was also kind of what intrigued me. They were talking about weight reduction, and again, you don't say weight loss because when you say the word loss, already that word losing has a negative connotation. And also, if you think about it, like if you lose something, you want to find it. Well, if I lose the weight, I don't want to find that weight again, right? So you're thinking yeah. weight reduction, weight release. Smart. But they had this client, and it blew my mind, but it was so, it was just like, yeah, that makes sense. It was a mother-daughter client situation. Both of them wanted to reduce weight. And the daughter just could not get the pounds to drop and she was doing everything dieting exercising etc and we've talked before shell about how women we hold on to things and mm-hmm. a lot of times weight is what we're holding on to emotionally yeah. and so dawn my you know my mentor figured out that this woman her identity was caught up in the fact that everyone said oh, you are just like your mother and it was a compliment because her mother was the most oh. wonderful well-respected fun, loving, go-to person in their town. And so she was Uh like, yeah, I am just like my mother. But her mother was heavy all their life. And so as soon as the daughter figured out that was it, the weight started peeling off. She could still be like her mother, but just because, you know, so that story and that kind of idea she had herself of what her mother was, what she was supposed to be, also feeling guilty if she took off the weight, it would make her mother feel badly. So again, um, decades of dieting, exercising, Weight mm-hmm. didn't come off with hypnosis. Bam, that was the key. Um, but wow. my favorite, my favorite one, and I don't do very much of this anymore. But with smoking cessation, um, I had a gentleman where he actually went into, um, you know, you can go into a sleep, like a uh, a sleep uh, state while you're mm-hmm. under hypnosis. And so at one point he was snoring <laughs> while I was hypnotizing him, but responding because I had certain things I would have him do, so I knew he was still with me. And as we visualized the cigarette pack slowly shrinking down to like the size of a Tic Tac container, and I mm-hmm. said, now I want you to imagine yourself stomping on that Tic Tac container, which is that, you know, cigarette pack. He's like stomping on it in his chair, you know, while he's snoring. <laughs> oh. And I mean, right there, I was like, this stuff works. It's so true. It's so good. It really I works. Think it's, I think it's fascinating. And she, she uh, Paige, hypnotized me for confidence, mm-hmm. right? But I didn't go into right. a sleep state, right? I just, I really don't remember very much. I kind of vaguely remember it. But you do remember it. And like with yeah. confidence, one of the biggest things in those types of sessions, and we did this with you, mm-hmm. I don't think you'll mind sharing, me mm-hmm. sharing, um, I, I, I ask you to start thinking about the things that either people have told you in the past or that you tell yourself about yourself. Oh, that was stupid. You know, I'm so stupid. I can never, you know, I can never do this right. I'm mm-hmm. going to blow this audition. I always, you know, all those kind of internal monologues. I remember that, that yeah. <laughs> well, uh-huh. and then I put the suggest, I put the little seed of su- suggestion into your mind that 
every time you would say something negative about yourself, I wanted you to then say cancel, cancel, cancel. Just three words, cancel, cancel, cancel. Uh-huh. And so what I'll find is that when clients come back, they're like, I can't believe how many times they said cancel, cancel, cancel throughout the day. And they're appalled that they've spoken uh-huh. that negatively about themselves all day long. You know, so it's that idea again of, if you, would you talk to your best friend the way you talk to yourself? No, I would never. Uh-huh. Well, then why? Why do you not love yourself as much as you love your best friend? You know, so cancel, Okay, we're going to incorporate the cancel, cancel, cancel thing. Yeah. I was like, when you said, when you said yeah. that, I was like, do I still do that? I was like, yeah. trying to remember. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that sounds so familiar to me. Yeah. I totally cancel, had a moment. Cancel. Right. <laughs> it's just to stop. It's to make you aware. And then, and then mm-hmm. you then focus it back into something, you know, well. Wow. I'm not going to blow this audition. I'm going to rock this audition. You know, I'm not going to be, uh-huh. yeah, you're uh-huh. not going to be totally tied up in the outcome. You're going to be there for the, the joy of it, the process, you know, the actual experience or whatnot. Chips that's, fall I, as they may. I remember yeah. that's remember? why I wanted to go because I was starting to dread them. <laughs> you know, yeah. I went through this phase and it was after I'd shot a show, which was so weird. You would think you would have more confidence, but I got into some sort of a, Oh my God, I can't do this. Or like, there was just like mm-hmm. this negative story. Like an imposter syndrome, right? Isn't that yeah. kind of? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Like so we took a quick little <laughs> break. <laughs> and now we're full of giggles. Um, and more questions for mm-hmm. Paige Elias, our guest. Uh, first guest ever on this podcast, which is so exciting. <laughs> So, okay, here's what I was hoping you could shed some light on for me, Paige. Um, When I'm falling asleep and when I'm waking up, never do I feel more psychic and never do I have more odd experiences. And I'm wondering if you can shed any light for me on what is happening to me. Is this like a brain state thing? Is this like a level of consciousness thing? Like what is happening to Bridget in those moments? And to everyone. you, you you got you totally have it nailed down already it is truly it's a brainwave state okay it's an alpha brainwave state state alpha and alpha i can't speak and theta those are the brainwave states that you're in um that feeling when you're just waking up like you said or just falling asleep or i don't know have you ever driven somewhere and then you get there and you're like i don't remember the drive oh yeah oh yeah i've had those moments you know yeah but it's that when you're regularly conscious, you're in a, a like a beta brainwave state, and that's like the, you know, you can critically think, and you it's logical thought, and it's when you're reading, and you're writing, and you're talking, and you're walking, and you're problem solving, and you're focusing. But then in hypnosis, and also like what you were saying, when you're experience, experiencing times where you feel more magical or more metaphysical or more in tune, you're slipping now into the alpha brainwave state, and it's like the slower, it gives you the space where you can mentally absorb information. You can digest the information. All the chatter mm. and judgment goes away. Yeah. Um, you're so much more open to suggestion. You kind of feel floaty. I don't know if I, I do at least. It might just be me. You know? No. <laughs> but I kind of feel no. like floaty, kind of in and out. Um, like you can physically feel it and you can mentally ride it. It's like a wave almost. Um, wow. I'm realizing something. I'm realizing I do this sometimes when I'm awake. It's mostly when I'm talking to Marshall and you see it and I go into these zones mm-hmm. and I usually end up closing my eyes um, and it feels very specific. 
I don't think I would have ever been like, oh, it feels like waking up or going to sleep. Mm-hmm. But the access that you're describing, that's yeah. what it feels like. It feels like I'm, I have access to something. And it's like mm-hmm. there's like a, a peace and a calm and a relaxation, but like a heightened awareness. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. interesting. That's okay. It. Okay. Okay. That's it. And that's alpha brainwave. But you've brainwave. always been that way, right? You've always, I mean, you've always been able to tap into that, you know, even as a child. I would say probably, but it's it's at a different level now. Um, maybe it's just that I can do it more consciously than mm-hmm. I could as a child, or or maybe it's that um, as a child it was just much more of a natural way of moving through mm-hmm. the world, and I never questioned mm-hmm. it. But then now, as an adult, I notice how different it is from being just like a conscious human to going <laughs> right. into that state. But it feels like very creative and. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. It is. That was that question. And I feel like I got a really exciting answer. Thank you. Yeah. You already are doing it. Wow. I mean, you're, I, oh, I'd love to hypnotize you sometime. <laughs> oh, I'm so <laughs> you're, you're, down. You'd already, you're, you're already there. It would just be a matter of like figuring out, you know, we would sit down and you would just say, you know, whatever you want to work on. And it could be anything, mm-hmm. anything. And then we would go through a body scan that's to get you relaxed. Mm. The body scan is like one of my favorite parts because it's so fun to do. Then we'll go into basically the induction where I induce the hypnotic state. Mm-hmm. I'll deepen it for you. And then I'll actually then do the session where I, I put those suggestions into your mind. Um, I deliver post-hypnotic suggestions for you to follow up on. And then I'll slowly bring you out. And no matter what, you're going to come out feeling peaceful. You're going to come out feeling, I've had people tell me, I feel like I had a full night's sleep uh, mm-hmm. just from a session. Mm-hmm. And you just, no matter what, you feel so relaxed. You know, if you love meditation, mm-hmm. if you enjoy meditation, you're going to love hypnosis. Um, if you have never done it before and you think this is like the weight, you know, leaves and twigs and foo-foo shit weirdness, weirdness <laughs> that's okay. I have hypnotized some of the most you know, cynical, skeptical, non-believing, mm-hmm. yeah, skeptical people, and they come out and they're like, "Whoa!" And because the first thing they'll say to you, say to me is, "You're not gonna make me cluck like a chicken, are you?" And I'm like, "Well, do you want to cluck like a chicken?" And then, because again, you're not gonna say or do anything in hypnosis that you don't want to say or do. Your mind, your subconscious mind, won't let you. So, it's awesome, and yeah. it's, it's it's so like anybody can be hypnotized. Anybody can be hypnotized. I want to I want to yes. touch on something. <laughs> yes. Um you were talking about clucking like a chicken. My brother-in-law did one of those uh therapy like there was a group therapy thing. They went to some kind of a show and he was literally clucking like a chicken and mm-hmm. walking around with a group of people. What how is that different? Uh, why why is that? You know, like how does that happen? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean You mean like the entertainment side of it? Yeah, the entertainment yeah. side of it. Mm-hmm. The stage hypnosis is different than more therapeutic hypnosis. Mm-hmm. I used to be really uh, about yeah. the stage <laughs> hypnosis, you know, because I thought, oh, you know, it's it's putting hypnosis in the wrong light, and it's you know, it's charlatans, <laughs> and they're thinking we're all weirder than normal. Uh. Mm-hmm. But then I went to Vegas during um, National Guild of Hypnotists, you know, conference, mm-hmm. and we all went to one of the best stage hypnotists I think out there and it was brilliant and it was so fun and exciting to watch the audience but it's different and it's the same but it's different Uh Um, some of the similar principles like a stage hypnotist 
automatically, as soon as he gets the people on stage, he already knows the people, you know, that he, he's going to be getting to cluck like a chicken. You know, there's signs, there's things he can see oh. or she can see. Oh, okay. you, you, you already, you'll know. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, but it is different. Um, there's value to it in the entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. portion of it. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's well done, I think it also can help people realize that hypnosis is something that they could utilize, you know, as a as a method to, you know, improve themselves, to make break, breakthroughs because they see it actually working on stage. But there's some really crappy stage hypnotist stuff out there too. But, but yeah, your brother, it sounds like he was in one that was part of a like a retreat you said oh where they were they were they were i like think a, it was like in vegas or someplace like that you know they went yeah. to one of those stage hypnotists <laughs> my cat just joined us I'm hi kitty get a little there she is what, that's no, magic it's right magic it's magic it's such a good how thing. did you uh, get magic what's her origin okay, story that was divine intervention my daughter had just moved to um live with her dad and i was missing her and mm-hmm. i was driving and as i was passing the apa I just was like, I just started crying and I just found myself pulling myself into the parking lot. You know, my wife's going, "Mm mm-hmm, but yeah, I did. (laughs) She'd been there the longest um, of all the kitties. She was super shy and scared and like actually kind of terrified. So of course I'm like, I want her and um, brought her home and in typical cat fashion, it took like a couple of weeks for her to actually Mm -hmm. come out to where I would see her. But now she is just... (laughs) Even my wife, who doesn't like cats, she really loves this cat. (laughs) She's so sweet. She's a cool cat. Yeah. Oh, you rescued her. Mm -hmm. I love her. I wore this outfit in honor of her. Clearly. I love your outfit. (laughs) (laughs) You guys match. Love the kitty cat. It's a whole jumper. It might be a little too much. It's a jumper? It's a whole. There's a lot of print. That's so cute. It is like For a whole not watching thing. Is, uh, revealing my life. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of, of animal print, and um, I think you just have mm-hmm. to be in the right mood to wear something that's mm-hmm. full I on. That. So that's why I wore the red lipstick today, because I was like, you know, let's let's just really go into this whole Jane Beautiful. look. Mm-hmm. And but, like, where's my Tarzan? <laughs> Jane Tarzan I just heard that yeah <laughs> oh, the delay <laughs> the delay or the, the delay the delay in my head and everything it's multitasking itself there I want to know more about your sleep paralysis yeah that's what I was gonna say how do we get I want to get into that <laughs> you want to know more about yeah. my sleep paralysis uh-huh um because Paige you've experienced it right Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there any particular yes. aspect you would like to know? Because I definitely have an experience. Okay, so more as did you experience it more as a child or as an adult? Are you experiencing experiencing? Ex, cannot talk today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Experiencing it as an so adult. So <laughs> the main event, the one time that stands out the most in my mind that I've never had any experience like that before or since was as an adult and it was probably I mean it was probably at least a decade ago but I really can't even place it in a timeline um and as a kid I would have all sorts of experiences but they were mostly um like I would sense a presence like in the room and I'd run to mom and dad's and my mom would let me kind of like lay down and fall asleep on the floor and then she'd usher me back to bed and I would fall back asleep fine after that but I would 
always wake up with such a start in the middle of the night. Uh, I used to also have tons of flying dreams. I used to like fall back into my body a lot where it was like, there was like an impact. So Mm -hmm. I still to this day, haven't figured out, am I, was I like lifting my legs and throwing my legs down? Was I sitting up and falling backwards? Like, I don't know why the sensation of falling and hitting the bed was so real. Significant. Do you, Mm -hmm. do you hit the bed ever? Like, do you ever actually feel yourself hit the bed? Because when I'm doing it, I, I'm falling to my death, and I'm thinking, I'm, I, I'll, I'll, literally, I'll literally, literally go, go limp, go limp, go limp, you know? Oh. <laughs> then I wake up. I, I never actually <laughs> land. So you land, actually. Oh. Yeah, I would land, I but it's been a long time since I've had any of those dreams. Um, and then I still have some dreams, and I'm sorry, some sleep paralysis-like experiences, but they're like light compared to that one time because that one time I could not move breathe make a noise anything whereas these are more like in your life then well was there something I can't even tell you things I can't I was you know you said you can't remember when it was I I was Mm. in an an unhappy relationship but I don't know that I was like predominantly unhappy in in I don't know I don't know but um to me, it didn't feel so much about what was going on in my life. It felt more like there was a location I used to live in, and that particular place where the bedroom was set up felt like there was an entity that was there on occasion. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So to me, it felt like that had a lot to do with it. And I, and, and I guess I had a completely waking experience where I felt that presence as well, um, or probably around all that same time, but... Yeah, I mean, lately, I would say I wake up with, like, my heart beating so fast that I'm like, how is this even humanly possible to still be alive? Like, it's like, (laughs) Um, that happens pretty regularly. But, um, yeah, I have never had a sleep paralysis experience like that one before. So, Paige, you've had one, right? Do you you want to? Yeah. Or you've had several or or one? I've had two. Uh Two as a child. um, And both. You know, both, I didn't like it. I'll have to be honest. I was like, yeah, I don't like this. No. Because I was, <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Well, because I felt like I was being, you know, trapped. I felt like I was being uh, a physical force, but it wasn't in physical, you know, like touchy, touchy, how we can mm-hmm. touch each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was pushing me down and holding me down on the bed. I couldn't breathe. Um, and I could feel like almost my heart starting slow. Mm. And mm. I got up right after it. I, I don't know why I went into my closet because that's, I guess, what you do when you're a child and something weird happens. But I went into my closet and I looked at the light bulb and as I was staring at it, it just went pop, you know, and then like sparks and it just blew out. So, so yeah, Whoa. I don't know what was going on then. But wow. the time when I heard, okay, so there is a hotel in Branson, Missouri that uh, nobody needs to go to this place because there's some <laughs> bad shit going on there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's bad. But it was the same time when I had the sleep paralysis. I think something was like anchored to me because I was, you know, like family vacations and two double beds and like mom and dad sleep in the one bed and you and your sister sleep in the other. And there's like, you know, the room's super small and there's one bathroom and it's so much fun. But I remember I was reading and my book dropped between the bed and the wall. And so I went down, like leaned over to pick the book up. And I swear this voice this deep, like I could feel the texture of the voice in my soul when it mm-hmm. said this. And it goes, 
get out! <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a terrible, crappy, bad, you know, horror movie set in Branson, Missouri. But I kid you not, that shit was real. I, mean, so, I don't know. Where exactly but, did it want you to leave from? The crack between the bed and the wall? Was that its domain? It, yeah, it was very possessive of that crack. <laughs> That's sure. my crack. Get out of my crack. It's my book. I don't need another ending my that book. book. Now, I don't need that book right there. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. see, there you go. Just keeps proving that there's so much more. You know, I mean, there's yet so again, another grounded weirdo. <laughs> right? Yay! <laughs> Cheers to that with the coffee. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers with the water. <laughs> oh, yes. I was Cheers actually oh, uh, yeah. doing a socially distanced patio hang with some neighbors, and so we were all spread out. And I just casually asked everyone, hey, have any of you guys experienced sleep paralysis? And they were just like, what, what? are you asking? <laughs> but then they were like, but yeah, I have. <laughs> and I Oh, some of them had? Um, I think two out of three had. And the thing is, I think um, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, a lot of people are very on some level familiar with because they've experienced it, but they just don't talk about it. And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to yeah. start yeah. talking about it in normal situations. I'm just going to bring That's it up right. like it's totally normal because if it's that common, then it is normal. Mm-hmm. Precisely. <laughs> Absolutely. Precisely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have a three? I'd be yeah, right. And counting yeah. me, that that's three out of four. That's a. That's I've had um, yeah. I've had like those dreams. I don't know that it was sleep paralysis, but where you feel like you can't move. So maybe it's a form of it, and it did feel like a heavy, but like that mm, kind of thing, like when you can't open your mouth and you can't scream. But yes, definitely. Yeah. So I guess that's. But I haven't been awake like what some people say, and they feel like something's there. I feel like there's something there normally anyway. So, I mean, maybe I don't need to, you know. (laughs) That's a whole other story, I'm sure. But but I've definitely had that, like, where you feel like. So I do think, I don't know what that means, but it's crazy. It's it's terrifying, that sense of. So I guess, yeah, in that dream, something has been chasing me or there is something there. I've just never really thought about it until a few episodes back when Bridget really started talking about her sleep paralysis. I was like, oh, wait a minute. The way you were describing it, it's like, I remember that not being able to. I think most people have experienced that. I really, I really do. I think way more people than we mm-hmm. think have. And maybe there's Some a stigma. never really admit it. Exactly. You know? That's what I was going to say. Maybe yeah, there's like there a is. stigma to admitting it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we say, yeah. I don't really want to talk about it too much because I don't want to get locked up. But there's layers I'm going to talk about. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I feel like most people, even if they've experienced it, they're like, yeah, but it's all a dream or it's the brain mm-hmm. state where hallucinations and suggestions are really easily implanted into a brain. Mm-hmm. Like they, they justify their way out of it. And so right. what makes us weird is that mm-hmm. we're like, no, it's a real <laughs> thing that happened. And there's really something scary with me while it's happening. That's the part that... Yeah. Some and people we're not just brush can't. It under the rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. People, some people can't get behind that. Yeah, screw you guys. Yeah, yeah. they, <laughs> you know, maybe they're living life with a pleasant rose-colored hue. And yeah. maybe mm-hmm. on some level, that's got to be nice for a while. But just in their little bubble, be yeah. a little ostrich the self bubble. and yeah. just enjoy your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. But you're also, you know, denying probably some really cool stuff that happens too. That's not so scary. 
like synchronicities. Yeah, absolutely. And stuff like Have that. You, do you experience a lot of synchronicities, Paige? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like the cat. Yeah. That was a great example. Mm-hmm. Do you ever you see- live your life that way, don't you? I do now. Mm-hmm. I do now. Mm-hmm. I didn't for a long time. Mm-hmm. I didn't for a long time. I definitely find the older I get, the more open I am. I mean, I think a lot of it is just you start like, I don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> whatever you want to think of me. So my wife always said, see me, love me. You know, <laughs> like me, whatever. Where before, you know, the people pleasing Paige mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. that wanted to please her mom. And, you know, mm-hmm. after a while, you kind of figure some of that stuff out and, and, and you're liberated. Mm-hmm. Or you don't figure it out and all this bad stuff will happen in your life, upsetting things and heartbreaking things. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you figure out, how do I want to continue? Is this how I always want to feel? No. So you, you, you make yourself do whatever you have to do. Oh, I'm sorry. She's just, she's purring. So so cute. <laughs> I, I just love, love her so much. I love her. <laughs> love away. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love her. But, we we but, used to yeah. talk about that though, Paige. We would say, talk about to each other like like I don't. You would have that right that waking up moment of like, do you want to feel like that anymore? I mean, is is this is this how you is this what you think the rest of your life's gonna be? like to each other? You know, about right. different moments yeah. in our lives. And I think that exactly. is kind of what what we're all talking about is is embracing that true side of yourself and life. And living a better life, living a happier, more awake life. Wouldn't you say, Bridget? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, delays again. <laughs> we're lucky. I yeah. think we're lucky when you find people that you can, you know, commiserate with and mm-hmm. hash out some ideas together with, you know, you don't feel quite as alone and... And you just, you know, the ideas compound, they build on each other, mm-hmm. like what you guys are doing right now with your podcast. And so who knows how many people out there are going, huh, yeah, that is exactly what has happened to me. And then they start thinking about it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, all these new different paths start opening up for them because of, of your podcast, because of your friendship, because of what, you know, you've decided to share with people because it's important to you and it makes a difference to others, too. Mm-hmm. Yay, love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I think I kind of rambled there, but... No, no. no, no, no. <laughs> we love compliments. Kitty cat right here. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, more. Let's talk about us some I'm more. Sick of them. <laughs> We're fine. Ramble Don't about be compliments. Shy. Yeah. <laughs> no, Paige, you're really amazing yourself, though. You really are. Uh, and thank you very much for oh, wanting to do you. it and being our first. Yes. It was oh. so lovely to have you, and we'd be so happy to have you back mm-hmm. sometime. Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay. I'm truly thrilled to be here with you all. We all were right. fantastic. I, I love you both. All right. So there we have it. <laughs> there you go. Another episode in the can, y'all. <laughs> episode 19. So come back next Wednesday for another podcast slash video podcast. Yeah. What are we going to talk about, Marshall? We don't know. Oh, yeah, we, we're, we're not sure what that one's going to be about. We're both, we have ideas. Mm, we have so many ideas. We, we, we shall see. But so uh, thanks for coming back. Like, subscribe, um, tell people about us. If you have and someone you want us to have on the show, not promising yeah. anything, but maybe send them our way. Maybe we'll interview them can be about uh, all things unknowable mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. life lessons. The theme, if you haven't noticed. 
Okay. On that note, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.